morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along today with me as we get into the word of God, reflect upon it. And today we're going to reflect a bit on life in general and also as we pray and trust God to be transforming our lives. His word is powerful. The word of God is powerful. It's been tested. It's proven. You'll never go wrong by believing it. You'll never go wrong by following it. God's word is is wonderful. And actually, it's what I want to talk about a little bit today. Yesterday, by the way, I talked about, as I'm reflecting some, I turn 65 tomorrow. Some people are wishing me happy birthday already, a day early. Okay, tomorrow's my birthday. And I reflected yesterday that I'm not sure I ever even thought I would reach this age. Part of me, you know, I was fully expected Jesus to be back before now. And by the way, I'm not saying lose hope in his return because he's closer now than when I first started believing. I do want to, I do look forward to the return of Christ. But that, and then I thought, well, by the time I get 65, you know, they talk about retirement, Social Security, Medicare. I thought, I'm going to be bankrupt by the time I get that age. I'll never be able to collect. I'm going to be gone by the time I reach that age. Well, it's still around. Sometimes our predictions can't become true because they don't come true because God is a sovereign God. And sometimes what we think or anticipate isn't quite right. We make mistakes. We try. We find out we're not quite as right as we thought we were. Life has a way of humbling us. Life has a way of showing us that we're mere men. And that's what I want to talk about today. You know, often on campus, I run into students who are Confident, maybe arrogant, maybe a bit cocky. They don't think they need God. Why? Because they've got it all together. They've got life together, and they're confident of that. And they're, they're strong, they're smart, they're successful. They think they'll be fine. And I point out to them, life has a way of humbling you. They haven't really gotten into you know, the challenges and responsibilities of life yet. Maybe they think so, but they haven't. You know, when, when maybe it's very rare someone their age is diagnosed with a disease like the, the C word, cancer, that just scares you like, wow, what's going to happen? Shows us our vulnerability and our weakness. Or maybe where they've really not been able to meet bills. Most of them have been paid by their parents up to this point. And suddenly, you know, when you get older and what do you do if you don't have the money that can't make ends meet or you get laid off? Life has a way of humbling us, especially, and, and, it, and it's life, but it's God. God has a way of humbling us. I want to share that with you this morning. A reflection I've learned is that God is involved in our lives during the times when things are going well, but also during the times when it seems like they're not. Those are times God is humbling us. They're necessary times. We've got to have them. We'll never have honor without them because humility comes before honor. My own life, I look back to my youthfulness, my late teens, my 20s. I had a lot of drive and a lot of ambition. And it was for God. It wasn't a sense that, well, I didn't ever feel like I don't need God or I'm okay, or I'm in charge without God. But, you know, the Lord knows the heart, and the Lord weighs the motives, and the Lord knows what's deep inside. 
And I think God saw that me, just like probably you and everybody else, I needed to be humbled. My ambitions maybe drifted over into being a bit cocky, a bit trusting in myself. I look back at some of the things that I was confident in. We wanted to reach the world for Christ. That's a great ambition. And we looked around and we saw it hadn't been done after 2,000 years. So much of the world had not yet been reached. And we figured we were going to be the ones to do it. Now, that's a great ambition. And by the way, it's still burning within me. But we thought we could do it without needing anybody else. We simply had a simple mathematical formula. You know, if we just double each year and two of us become four and four, eight and eight, 16 and 16, 32 and 32, 64 and 128 and 256, before you know it, after just 32 years of making one disciple each year, that's all, just one. It's so easy. Just one disciple a year. We'd reach the whole world for Christ, every single soul. And we thought we were going to do it. And we set out to do it. It was so easy. It was easier than becoming a millionaire through Amway or becoming really rich through day trading. No, it would be so easy. Just one a year. Who couldn't do that? And yet life has had a way of humbling us. It hasn't it's been a lot harder than we thought. I, I thought I was going to be a missionary to India. I'd read these missionary biographies and dream about me being that. And then I realized some of the reality. Some of my friends here come uh, from India, and I, I joke with them when I'm over there that, that I think putting salt and pepper on something is spicy. And they, they just laugh at me, and they just wonder what's going on. And, and here I thought, boy, you know, I'm going to be able to go to other countries, other cultures where they're different, where they, 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 they eat different, they dress different, they talk different, they live different, and we can just waltz right in there and, Lead them all to Christ. Just remember, all one a year we can do that. And before long, we'll reach this whole nation that has been in spiritual darkness for generations. We're going to do it. Ambition, good. A little cocky, a little cocky, a little overconfident, a little bit, a little overconfident in our own abilities. Remember, another area I thought of was just family. I got married at 20. We believed in having children. We didn't believe in limiting our children. We thought, well, we'll have about a dozen. I, now, Roz wasn't quite so sure of this, but I thought, well, we'll have about a dozen. All of them were getting married about 22, and they'll have about a dozen. And I'll tell you, I got out my calculator and figured it by the time I'm my current age, our uh, family reunion will have to be down in the, in the basketball arena in Ohio State because there'll be thousands and thousands of us. Some of these things you say, Tom, seriously? Yes, seriously. Life has had a way of, of, of God has had a way of, of humbling me and causing me to not think more highly of myself, but to think so as to have sound judgment. Now, some of those humbling experiences, they can be disappointing. And every one of them, my desire deep in my soul, my desire was for God to be glorified. I was praying for thousands of descendants who would love the Lord. I was praying for that we'd reach the entire world for Christ. I was praying we could take the gospel to places where it hasn't gone and a place of spiritual darkness. All of these desires I've shared with you were, were for the glory of God. And yet God, the scripture says this, 
The mind of man plans his way, but the Lord directs his step. Proverbs 16, 9. Our, way, our mind plans our way. We set goals, we have ambitions, and that's good. But God directs our steps. And then we read over in Proverbs 20, verse 24, that because God ordains our steps, how then can we understand our way? Now, it takes wisdom, and sometimes it takes perspective, and sometimes it takes stepping back and looking at the big picture. I know some people who've had similar goals that I, I just explained have suffered with deep, deep, deep disappointment. Deep, it, it's been a hit to their faith. Why have, it seems so easy. It seemed like all we have to do is double every year. It seemed like we can go take this world for Jesus. I think maybe we underestimated our spiritual opposition. We, under, we overestimated ourselves. We didn't even understand all the other godly, devoted Christians throughout the world who were working as well. It's a big, big, big task we were after. And I know some people who really, it's, it's been a hit to their faith as they've struggled with this. And, 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 and some of those dreams have not been realized, not by a long shot. But then I look at something else for perspective. I look at how God, almighty God, that life has humbled me and God has been involved in that humbling, but he's directed my steps in ways that have brought joy and satisfaction and delight to my soul beyond what I could have ever imagined. I, I've been to India 10 times, never moved there, haven't lived there. But, you know, even, even now, uh, thousands, thousands of people I've been able to affect there for the Lord. And even now, I have a, a weekly Zoom call into India and Nepal. And I'm doing this YouTube, people from India here. And hundreds of people on my Zoom calls, hundreds of people in this part of the world listen to me teaching the Word of God, and they embrace what I'm teaching every single week. Hundreds of full-time gospel workers. Who could have ever dreamed that? I could have never imagined. It wasn't my plan, but God opened a door. It wasn't even me who opened it. God opened this door. First time I went to India, it wasn't me who opened it. I had one of my ministry partners called up and said he's going. He'd like to take me with him. God opened a door wasn't me. God opened that door. Who would have ever thought that I would have been able to travel to hundreds of camp, well over 100 campuses throughout the United States, India, Great Britain, Italy, Germany, Austria, uh, Amsterdam, Holland, other parts of the world? I would have never thought I would have never dreamed. I had this big, vague, we're going to reach the world. But I, and, and th that's not happened. But I look at the way that God has directed my steps. I look at the opportunities God has given me. I didn't have a dozen children, but we had five. And you know what? Raising those five was more of a challenge than, than, uh, than I thought raising the 12 would have been. Somewhat idealistic in my youth. Life has a way of helping us be realistic, 
But my goodness, the children God has blessed me with and now the grandchildren. The scripture I think of is from Psalm 23. My cup overfloweth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. As I reflect on my life this week, look back on it, I encourage you to reflect on your life. There probably have been some disappointments and unfulfilled dreams. I've certainly had them. And I've shared just a few with you. I've had a lot, lot more. I've failed at a lot of things, no doubt about it. A lot of hopes I had have not come to pass, probably never will. But I look at how God has redirected me in other ways. And he's directed from my steps in such ways that are so satisfying, so fulfilling. Surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. My cup overfloweth. Your, I'll bet yours does too. It's important we have perspective. It's important we realize that in those down times, those valleys, God is involved in humbling us. But he's humbling us that he might bless us in specific, wonderful ways we could have never imagined. I was thinking as I, as I was meditating on this concept, I was thinking of one of my favorite movies, It's a Wonderful Life. Why do I cry every time I watch that? I know it's coming. I've seen it who knows how many times, at least once a year for years. And I know it's coming. And I know, I know the part that, that just touches my heart. Here you've got George Bailey. His ambition was to, I'm going to go conquer the world. He was going to lasso the moon and take it down, offered to his wife or his fiance or his girlfriend at the time. He was going to go off and make millions of dollars and go make his impact and get out of, out of Bedford Falls and so forth. Well, life threw him a curveball. Life had a way of humbling him. His great ambitions didn't come to pass. And indeed, he got to the low point of thought, life worth living, total failure. Remember when he stood, if you've watched the movie, and if you haven't, watch it right away. It's a great movie. Don't wait till Christmas. And Potter says to him, you're worth more dead than alive. You were so cocky, he says, in your youth, and now look at you. And he puts him down, and he, and he you know, uh, insults him. And George Bailey almost thought it's worth dying, and yet then what happens? He finds he's truly rich. He's truly successful. God blessed him in a way he never, ever imagined. Because he laid down his life for others. He served others. He put others first. And all of his life, he thought at that low moment, it was all worthless. And it wasn't. He was the richest man in town. He was the richest man in town. Folks, I want to encourage you. Follow the Lord. He'll lead you in paths. He may humble you. He may guide you in ways you don't understand. The Lord directs our steps. How then can we understand our way? But what we can do is we step back, we get perspective, we look at what God has done, and we say, wow, some of my plans didn't come to pass, but what God had in mind for me and what God directed in was better than I could have ever imagined. It's good. It's acceptable. The will of God for us is perfect, and we choose to walk in it. Our cup overflows. Father in heaven, we're filled with gratitude today. I know some people, Lord, they look at their 
ambitions or hopes that weren't fulfilled and it just it it knocks them down and discourages them and and there's this there's this deep-seated unbelief and distrust even in you and i pray for anyone like that today father that you, that you would help them to see the bigger perspective help them to see how you closed one door in order to open another that you didn't fulfill one one maybe unrealistic hope or expectation but you blessed in ways beyond imagination in somewhere else i want to thank you for me lord with me lord i want to thank you for your hand in my life i want to thank you for how you've directed me i want to thank you lord for how you have ordained my steps i would have never imagined lord even just a few years ago i would never never even thought of this what we're doing right now this live stream and yet you're building a community of people who come here day after day getting in the word of god together praying for one another encouraging one another, being encouraged. I want to, Lord, I want to thank you and bless you for how you open doors and you, you make things happen that, that we could have never imagined, never thought of, never expected. Thank you, you direct our steps. I want to thank you, Lord, for how you've let me minister to people throughout the world. And even this very second, right now, people from around the world are tuning in. Lord, I wanted to, from years ago, wanted to have an impact on this world. And thank you long before there was even an internet, or I could even the thought of flying overseas. And I thank you, Lord, for how you have opened doors and made opportunities and fulfilled hopes and dreams in ways that I never anticipated. Father, we just declare today, you are a good, good God. You humble us. You put us in the place you want us. And you humble us and you bring us to a place of dependency upon you. And then you fulfill those dreams in ways we never thought, never anticipated, never saw coming. I want to thank you that our cup overflows. I want to thank you that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. Let us never forget it. Let us never doubt it. Let us always have that perspective. Thank you, Father. You are a great God. And you are a good God. And for this, we praise you and bless you. Thank you that this day, you will direct our steps. This day, you will cause our cup to overflow. This is going to be a good day. You're on the throne. Your love is directed towards us. And we thank you. This is going to be a good day. And we bless you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you. I hope this has been an encouragement to you. Keep perspective. Follow the Lord. Serve the Lord. It's not in vain. You'll always be glad you did. Thank you for joining me today. If you're new today, make sure you hit the subscribe, notify, and like button. That You hit that like button, and it helps other people see it. It puts it on more pages. It helps it go a little bit more viral, if you know what I mean. So hit that like button. Leave a comment. Say hi. Subscribe. Hit the notify. If you're here regularly, God bless you. Thanks for being here day by day. You encouraged me. You encourage me because God sees you here. God knows you're coming here. God knows you're wanting to get in the Word of God and grow. God sees that, and God will reward that. So I want to thank you for being with me each day. We'll be back tomorrow because we're every day, 8.30 a.m. You can join us live. You can watch later on in the day. The YouTubes are always left up. Or you could join us or you could listen in on the Apple, Spotify, or Google podcast platforms. Just search for Tom the Preacher. I love you guys. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And until then, my God bless you and keep you. 
make his face shine upon you and fill you with his peace, his joy, and his love. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.